Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Research shows that being part of a community really helps us feel united, supported, safe and secure, and we're more apt to reach our goals. This is exactly what we had in mind when we created our Roadmap to Wellness Club. Join us now for our monthly membership group where we host weekly meetings, hosting live Q&As and content created to help you transform your health as well as monthly expert speakers. Go to transformingwomenshealth.com and click on Roadmap to Wellness Club. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Toxin Terminator podcast each and every week. Make sure if you're wanting to make a difference in your health and wellness journey, go to transformingwomenshealth.com. That is my new website where I am hosting boot camps and the club. And if you want to know what that is all about, you'll have to go to Transforming Women's Health. Now, today, we are talking about health and wellness. Once again, I have got the author, Dr. Brian Stensler, on with us. I love having fellow authors on the show. He has the book, Dream Wellness. It is the five keys to raising kids for a lifetime of physical and mental health. He has dedicated his professional life towards helping families stay healthy and prevent the need for many unnecessary medications and ultimately missed school and work days. I'm so excited to be able to bring Dr. Sensler on the show. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks, Amy, for having me. I'm so excited to chat with your audience today. Oh, my gosh. So this book, it's, it's really kind of a guide, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's, it's the manual that parents should have been given when their first child was born. Uh, like, you're not given. You're not even given a manual. Your parents aren't given a manual when you were born, and you were not given a manual when your kids were born. And we boy, weren't. if you knew, if you knew all the things that on how to raise a healthy child for literally a lifetime of physical and mental health, wouldn't that be a value to you? Uh, so that's what it is. It's your guide. It's your manual. I love that because, you know, there's so many questions. I think, you know, when we're new parents, even, you know, second time, third time, fourth time parents, so many things changes. And, you know, from the time I had my children to, you know, now with my grandchildren is so very different. And knowing what I know today, if I could go back you know, and change, boy, would I ever. And and what a blessing to be able to have, you know what? This is your goal back. Here's the tool that we can put into your arsenal so that you can really make those healthy lifestyle choices, not just for yourself, but the impact you're going to have on your child and in your generations to come, right? Well, that's just it. I mean, it's exactly right. Some people may be regretting where they are in their current health status. Many think that they're on a good good page or a good good uh, path or whatever it is. But the truth of the matter is with this beautiful thing that we have called grace, we can make changes and have our forgiveness, you know, and have our bodies start changing now because everything you have in your life right now is a result of your thoughts, your choice and your actions in the past. So everything you're going to have in the future 
is going to be determined by what you do now. So if you if you keep your same stinking thinking that you can't get out of it, then you won't. You'll stay on that same path. But if you decide to change your journey, make some different choices, live by choice versus chance, then we could actually start taking control, taking our lives back and giving opportunities for our children that maybe the parent didn't have. Or if you're a grandparent, maybe for your grandkids, then maybe you didn't get to give to your kids because you didn't know any better. Because I look at the way that my family fed me, they didn't know any better. Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, fried <laughs> chicken, all the yummy stuff, Coca-Cola. My parents loved me very much. They didn't know anything. Right. They didn't know any different. Um, right. you know, back then, you know, exercise would give you a heart attack. Smoking was good for you. I mean, right. come on. Vitamins right. will kill you. So things have changed. We have a lot more information. And my job is to empower parents and grandparents to make better choices with their kids and for themselves as well. I love that. So talk to me about, you know, there's always reasons. There's always something that has happened in your lifetime, or maybe it's the client, your, your patients that you're seeing that really made you like, wow, I've got to do something about this. What was the catalyst behind writing the book? So the catalyst behind writing the book, interestingly, is my practice. I'm a pediatric family wellness chiropractor. I've been practicing since 1998. And I take care of tons and tons of kids, pregnant women, and so on and so forth. So the women that I've adjusted throughout their pregnancies and give some advice to, you know, lifestyle advice, you know, they understand the naturalness of what we do, especially as a chiropractor, you know, they get it. Um, right. And those kids typically grow up really healthy, you know, they're well adjusted, they don't have the ear infections, they're not taking the antibiotics, they're not getting all these other medications and biologics and everything else, because they're learning about a different way of, of living a life. Right. But it's that four-year-old kid or that 10-year-old kid who um, dealt with some major toxic blow in their life. Maybe it was uh, a vaccine that they were injured by and they come in and they're just kind of like, you can't even connect with them. Uh, Or there's something in their household that Mm -hmm. is just causing such a chemical stress that I'm like, I need the world to know about this. So, because this is being the best kept secret is no good. This is something chiropractors know about, naturopaths know about, acupuncturists know about. So many people in health and wellness know about this, but parents don't know about it in general unless they come to our offices. And I have always found myself telling the same story to these parents over and over again with a little bit of nuance based on their individual needs. But 95% of the content was the same. So I started writing the book and I came up with this lifestyle questionnaire, dream score, which I can tell you about after. Um, And I literally started writing this book 10 to 12 years ago. And there would be times that I would go six months without opening it up. And then I would write fiercely for six days in a row and not stop. And then I won't (laughs) write again for six months. And then when COVID-19 hit, I was like, holy cow, something needs to change. My book needs to get out there to the masses. So even though we might be at the tail end of this, this is just one example of a pandemic. We know that with more than, you know, 88% of the people that have died from COVID so far live in a country where more than 50% of the population has obesity. Oh. So yeah, it's huge, right? That, that was the World Obesity Federation that just did that report um, March, 2021. Mm-hmm. So this is a big deal. But, mm-hmm. you know, Operation Warp Speed, while it, they made amazing, you know, something that you never expect in mankind to have a vaccine out that quickly, right, is incredible from that side. But what if they did Operation Warp Speed by changing people's lifestyles for the past year? Maybe of some of those 
600 plus thousand people in the US alone that died, maybe many of those wouldn't die, wouldn't have died. But instead, now you have Krispy Kreme giving out a free donut every day for someone showing you <laughs> vaccine records. Um, and then I saw another one. Uh, what was the other company that was doing a free something? I can't even, I can't even remember what it was. No. I just saw it. But Dr. Stensler, this has been going on for ages. You know, when you took your child in for their vaccines when they were a baby or a, a toddler, they got a sucker. You know, we've been rewarding poor behaviors and and, and stuff for a long time. I know this this has everything to do with the book. And I know we said we weren't going to get controversial, but we, (laughs) you know, who knows? Uh, But what I want to say is you touched on the obesity levels. You know, when I wrote my book, you know, we are fast approaching 80 percent of our population having a chronic disease. Mm -hmm. And of those 80 percent. Over 60% have multiple chronic diseases. Friends, if last year did not wake you up to the fact that you need to take care of your health and wellness, I don't know what will because this is not the last of it. This is going to morph and we're going to have more viruses. And the more we do um, manipulated immune system practices, you know, we're going to have these superbugs. And they're just going to keep happening. We need to take a good hard look at what can we do for our own personal health and our family's health. So I'd like us to dig into that dream wellness, um, the five keys to raising kids for a lifetime of physical and mental health. And I really love the fact that you're focused in on kids because kids are our future. So I'll let you take it away. All right. Well, I'm sorry I'd missed that last 30 seconds because the sound went out again. Um, <laughs> We're talking about the book. <laughs> all right. So I didn't know, was there a question that led up to it? I'm so sorry. I've never had a computer crash in the middle of a recording, but I will say this is actually something that I address in my book is talking about how you can't control everything in your life. Um, there are two things in this world, things you control and things you can't control. And one thing you can always control is how you respond to things you can't control. So I have learned to always have an attitude of gratitude. And if you can't be grateful, at least be graceful. So I appreciate <laughs> your grace and I'm being graceful here too. Um, technical glitches happen, uh, of course. So I appreciate your grace with me. Uh, so what was it? You just teed up something and I didn't hear what it was. So I'm sorry. Totally okay. So what I was talking about is, you know, the last year showing us um, that we've got to take control of our health and wellness. And I love that the book focuses on our children because, you know, that's our future. Uh, that's what our future is going to look like. And so really keying in on this book for being for parents, but I'd like to address, I've got 12 grandkids and I'd like to say grandma and grandpa, this is for you too. So talk to us about the five keys to raising healthy kids. Yeah, so what I teach is that The five keys to a wellness lifestyle is broken down into dream, not just a fancy aspirational word, not just something you do at night, but dream (laughs) is an acronym for the five facets of a wellness lifestyle, the five keys, diet, relaxation, exercise, being, um, being an adjustment and mental wellness. So diet, so diet I define as everything that goes into your body from the outside world to the inside world. It's everything you eat, drink, taste, touch, smell, feel, hear, All the movies you watch and all the people you spend time with is just as much part of your diet as the food you consume. And for those grandparents out there, you probably remember the term GIGO, 
old computer term, gigo, garbage in, garbage out. You know, if you put <laughs> garbage into a computer, you get garbage out. Well, same thing in our lives. We put garbage in through our ears, our eyes, our nose, our mouths, our skin, you get garbage out. And right. so we want to make sure that we have a nutritious diet, not just with the food you consume. R is for relaxation. That's your body, giving your body a chance to call time out, to reset, repair, regenerate, and rejuvenate yourself. E is for exercise, any activity that requires physical or mental exertion. Now, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going through these really fast. I got questions. <laughs> or yeah, did you want to get did you want to get through which all, all of them are and then we can kind of go back and talk about each one? I'm Yeah, I'm good with that. That way the audience could categorize it in their minds and then we could talk about each one individually. Go ahead. Okay. So after E, we would go to A, but we're gonna skip A, we're gonna go to M, and that's mental wellness. That's okay. connecting your inner purpose and passion to your outer goals and tasks in all phases of life. Being right with your self-esteem, self-worth, self-values, and so on and so forth. Being right spiritually, emotionally. Like it's the process of creating a life where instead of waking up in the morning and being like, oh God, it's morning. Like, oh God, it's morning. Thank yeah. you, God, for a great morning. Um, right. And, and when you have a strong D-R-E-M, you should stay in adjustment which is being in balance mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and having optimal brain-body communication through the nervous system. And I talk about when you're in adjustment, you're also in alignment and in atonement. So you're at one, you're in balance, you're at peace, and everything else. What causes somebody to go out of adjustment, and this is going to lead into what your next question is going to be, what causes <laughs> you to go out of adjustment is the inability to adapt to a chemical, physical, or emotional stressor. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you don't, when you can't adapt to the chemical, physical, or emotional stress, which we can talk about, those are, I know, you know, a gazillion of them, then you Mm -hmm. go out of adjustment. The dream lifestyle is there to help you neutralize and avoid chemical, physical, and emotional stressors as much as possible. We know they can't all be avoided, but the goal is to avoid as many as you can and to neutralize the ones that you cannot. I love that. Yeah. I love that because. That's what I'm always teaching people, too, is that, you know, look at stuff is there. It, 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 it's it's how are you going to respond to it? And, and can you get your hand off the fire for the most part? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so, so I love this. So let's talk about do we want to talk about like each one of those stressors? The chemical? Yeah. So what in your world it, would you say is is kind of the leading chemical stressors that we are uh, exposed to? Oh, my gosh. Um Aside from the plethora of medications and biologics that people are filled with and stuff, and sometimes they're life-saving. This is not an anti-medical thing. Right. This is if you have to take medicine uh, for whatever reason it is, make sure that you're doing detoxification afterwards. You're not relying on it because it is a chemical stressor, whether you like it or not, whether it's life-saving or not, and even if it's something you have to take for life. If you have one of those illnesses that requires a medication for life, you have to do extra stuff to neutralize the negative effects of it. They refer to them as side effects. They're not side effects. They're effects. The medication is doing what it's supposed to do. The problem is, and one of the things that I talk about with medication, I mentioned this in the book, is that you would not take a healthy person and put them on a medication. You wouldn't give a healthy person insulin. Why not? Because it would make a healthy person sick, right? So what makes you think you're going to take a sick person, give them medication, it's going to make them healthy? right? It doesn't work that way. It'll help you overcome whatever it is, hopefully, and you can detoxify and move forward. So that's an example of a chemical stressor. The one that everybody deals with, no matter what, are your household items. You know, your your detergents, your fragrances, your bathroom products, your household products. What are you cleaning your house with? 
all of those, those are on our skin that goes into our body. Our skin's our biggest organ. So we're bombarded by that. Another mm -hmm. one is pollution. We can't get rid of, you know, you're not going to wear a gas mask all the time. So you live in LA, for example, you know, you're going to deal with different levels of pollution than if you live in, you know, Idaho or right. Iowa for that matter. Right. right. So, oh. yeah, you know, when I came down to Arizona is the first time that I ever realized that, you know, there's an air quality control, you know, and, and it's giving us our air quality reading because Arizona is a valley and we get everything trapped inside the valley and the air quality is very poor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. down here. Mm -hmm. um, I also like to talk about invisible chemicals, mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily a chemical that's invisible, but an invisible toxin. You know, do you talk about EMFs in your book? I do. I, I mentioned that under those stressors, EMFs, I don't go into too much detail about it. Um, it's not my field of expertise, but I know when I have uh, master classes and courses and stuff. I'll talk more about those. It's not, it's not my field of expertise. So that's why I don't go into too much, but I do want people to be aware that EMFs, uh, mm -hmm. 5g and all that other stuff can wreak havoc on people. You know, I keep my phone as far away from me as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't even like to use Bluetooth. I, whenever I'm talking on my cell phone, I keep it on speakerphone as much as I possibly can. So, and I keep it away from me when I sleep. So yeah, there's a lot of things you have to be very careful. I would love nothing more than having like an Apple watch or one of those things that's tracking all my things. I just don't want to be wearing these things. Right. So that's why I don't have it. Um, right. So yeah, well, that's big. Yeah, and I just think that's um, so important for our children because more and more we are seeing, you know, when I was growing up, we played outside. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't have cell phones. Uh, you know, our TV had three channels on it and rabbit ears, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. while I believe that advancement is good in our society, I think it can be really harmful as well when we're, we're focused around it. And I see so many kids like this. And I, you can probably talk about it with an adjustment, you know, the neck, you know, mm -hmm. as well, being out of alignment. But it's also that different radiation that's feeding off of them, um, you know, too, when they're, this is their babysitter. Yeah, absolutely. And I talk about that. And actually, it's one of the, the uh, gifts that I'm going to give your listeners if they if they go to the web page, we'll talk about later, is basically a digital detox for adults and ha and reduce screen use for kids. So Ooh, I love that book and work workbooks and stuff like that for parents, for kids, for grandparents, you know, because that forward head posture is terrible. What it does yeah. to the eyes, what it does to your sleep. I mean, and what it does for your social life, you become a digital zombie. You know, it's uh, it's a lot of negativity to it. And then, of course, you're dealing with having those EMFs in front of you all the time as well. So we need to we need to get rid of electronics whenever we can. It's bad enough that most people are working from home on computers all day now. So right. we don't need our kids on them and our grandkids on them all day. Exactly. Sure. Well, and I find I've got, um, I have three sets of kids and I find that the ones who have the most limited screen time are the, act are the most creative you know, on um, uh, grandkids. So, and I, I love that, that they, you know, they're just very creative in their play. Uh, you know, think about all the stuff that we did when we were kids, you know, building forts and playing, all, you know, you just made all kinds of games up. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that I even talk about in the ebook. It talks about how boredom is a good thing. It yes. stimulates creativity. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Maybe you can relate. We tried every fad diet, meal plan, cleanse, and exercise program out there to get rid of that unwanted belly fat. It's so frustrating trying to figure out what in the world to do. 
Through our training and certifications, we've learned a proven method that has completely transformed our lives. Not only did we lose the belly fat, but we have increased energy, we sleep better, and wow, does our hair and skin look better than ever. Join our three-day boot camp, Roadmap to Wellness Boot Camp at transformingwomenshealth.com. So physical. Um, so we kind of, I think we addressed a little bit of the physical. Is there more that we want to talk about with the physical stressors? Yeah, I mean, physical stressors could be obviously poor posture. We talked about being on computers all the time like that. But it could be even exercising not properly or not exercising at all, living a sedentary life or exercising with poor poor alignment, for example, could actually be bad. You could be doing a good exercise. People ask me all the time, should you do squats? Well, yeah, but if you're doing it on an improperly aligned spine, those squats could be devastating to you if you're not doing the right form. Um, those are physical stresses. And talking on your phone like this and being on the devices like that, all examples of physical stresses, totally. And then, of course, there's the emotional stressors, um, which, you know, that could be anywhere from relationships, which my wife is a relationship coach, so she helps families and businesses with that. Um, you know, there's uh, financial problems that people get concerned about, their occupation, uh, health issues, lots and lots of different types of emotional stressors that we have in our lives. And in my book, I spell out like dozens of different types of stressors that you can look at in your life. So this way you could try to neutralize and limit as many as possible so they don't wreak havoc in your life. Mm-hmm. I love that. And and boy, have we had that year of stressors in the emotional side, haven't we? I think yeah. every single person on the planet has hit every one of them. Yeah. And, and, and the two that are still going on, it's you got fear on one side and you got isolation on the other side and they, oh. they lead together and it's, it's devastating for our youth. I mean, teen suicides are up. I don't know what the exponential number is now. It's changing every time I look at the number. So by the time this airs, or if you have a listener, listen, listen, five years from now, it could be even a lot worse, but hopefully not. Uh, but we know that it's devastating for these youth. And, and you look at the fa- uh, the fact of what we've done to our children over the last year. I, and again, not to get into what's right or wrong. And everybody's trying to do the absolute best that they, that they can. But my opinion of putting a mask over a child's face is setting this message to that child, which has no room for logic and to be able to break things down like we as adults can. You're telling them that they're dangerous. To themselves and other people. And what have we done to our children's psyche over the last year? It's very scary. And this is one of those controversial topics that, you know, I'm not afraid to talk a little bit about because, you know, there's this whole thing about the masks. And, you know, you've got to look at is the masking thing making a difference in certain cases, or are we looking at something for optics? So an example of that would be my kids in five, he's five years old. So he's Mm -hmm. in preschool. Mm -hmm. And after the turn of the new year, when everybody, they were for, you know, all the spikes and everything after the holidays for, you know, December holidays, the school decided, the preschool decided to make the kids mandatorily wear masks. Okay. And I pulled them out. I Mm -hmm. talked to the principal and I know the principal very well. I told the thing, I told them, um, look, I'm not going to have him. He was four at the time. I'm not going to have my four-year-old wearing a mask for eight to 10 hours a day for the social reasons, the health reasons and everything else. I'm like, they're touching the masks, they're putting in their mouths, they're, they're touching each other's masks. It's more dangerous. I mean, if there is actually virus that's being caught on the mask, now you're actually breathing more, spreading it everywhere and you're spreading it to the teachers. So are you doing this because you think it's going to really make a difference or is it for optics? And of right. course, it's usually optics. So we outfitted them with great air purification 
you know, mm -hmm. in, the, in the school. So now you're actually working on combating it. So if there is a threat of virus in there, you know, you're not dealing with the masks right there and the psychological aspects of it of, you know, it's exactly right. It's like, and it's not just kids, it's adults that are getting messed up with this also, because to them, everyone else that they see is a potential enemy. Like oh, this wow. person might harm me. Well, that person can only harm you if they have it. Right. You know, right. and so it's like, I understand where it's coming from, but the psychological uh, effects of this, I, you know, it's, thank God people are resilient because, and especially kids, because this is something that could just devastate a planet, let alone right. our country with where we're at with that. Right. Well, and I'm, you know, I think, you know, we're talking about on one end here with the children, but I want to go to the other end of the extreme with this, since we're talking about, you know, some of the controversy, you know, that's happening is, you know, what about the deaths that have happened with our elderly? not because of the virus, but just other causes. And we haven't been able to have funerals. We haven't been able to be with our elderly people to, to be with them in death. Um, you know, what is that whole, you know, picture inside of the equation as well? Oh, it's horrible. I mean, for somebody's last breaths to be isolated, to not have their friends and family near them. I just, I can't fathom. I mean, we went through that in our family um, mm -hmm. where, you know, you know, protect privacy. I won't say who it is, but a very, very close family member passed away during this time. And he was basically isolated for most of it. We did a memorial service months later. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't related to COVID his death, but you know what? It's all related in one way, shape or form. Um, right. And so, I just can't imagine, especially in the beginning, like as it got later on, there's a little bit less isolation. They have better testing now. And with some of the people being, you know, protected through the vaccine and what have you, um, they're opening things up a little bit more for that. But for those first three to six months, just brutal. And I think that's what, I think that's what killed a lot of people too, you know, just because they were so isolated and alone. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and, and of course, they weren't getting the type of care that they needed. They weren't getting, you know, the, the, the different treatments that they might need to sustain their life. They weren't being able to take their, do their exercise. I mean, what, what did we do in our country? Right. We have a disease that's mostly killing people um, who have diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity and all that. But instead, they close the gyms. They isolate people. They close all the healthy restaurants, the small mom and pop restaurants, and they leave open McDonald's and, 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 and fast food places. And that's going to make a healthier nation. Yeah, it, I don't it, get it. it. It makes no sense. And if you're concerned about our health and well-being, why aren't they outlawing cigarettes? Why aren't they outlawing fast food places? We already correlate fast food to, you know, diabetes, obesity, heart disease. It's already correlated to it. So why aren't they shutting that kind of stuff down? There is so much more behind this, um, you know, than, than what we have been led to be on. But I want to get back to the book. <laughs> okay. This is fun stuff, too, I will say. Oh, it's totally fun. But but this is the importance of the book. You yeah. know, the importance of the book that if something like this were to continue to happen and 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 continue to go on, we want to give you the tools, you know, that 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 you know, okay, wait a minute, I got this, I know what to do here, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So talk to me about um we talked about the emotional stressors. We talk about neutralizing. When you're speaking of neutralizing the stressors, talk to me about what, what does that mean? Well, ultimately what happens is when you, 
it's helping you adapt to them. So stress stressors themselves are not bad, right? We need stressors like you could never build muscle without putting stress on, on a muscle, right? You've got to work now, but you've got to be able to adapt to that stress. So it's constructive, not destructive. Right. So, you know, we have to, we can't just live in this kumbaya world where there's rainbow, was it rainbows and, and unicorns? unicorns. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you have to, you have to have sorrow. You have to have sadness. You have to have excitement, anxiety, fear. Like that's what makes us alive. And we crave that and stuff but we can't let it get to us. So people talk about like, you know, overwhelm, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have so many things on my plate, you know, especially launching the book and doing all this stuff. Like I'll go from early in the morning to late at night and people like, I don't know how you get so much stuff done. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, aren't you overwhelmed by everything? I said, for most people, this would be an overwhelming amount of work, but I'm not overwhelmed by it because overwhelm is the emotion that you take from a certain thing. So that's the stress, but all those stressors I'm able to adapt to and neutralize because of my lifestyle, because right. I eat all the right foods, because I do my exercise. People are like, how do you have time to exercise pretty much every day? How do you have time to get a massage weekly or every other week? How do you have time to get an adjustment every other week? How do you have time to do all this? How do you have time to go to the health food store and get the good stuff or pick this out and pick that out? I make the time. Because if I didn't make the time, I wouldn't be able to do it. So those are the things that allow us to, we have stressors in our lives. We're always going to have stressors in our lives. We just know, we need to know how to deal with them. And so understanding what everything means, you know, like, just like the simple thing when we had a technical glitch before my computer crashing, right? Like Mm -hmm. in the past, Brian would have just freaked out. I would have lost my, you know what, and been frustrated and screamed and everything. But I've learned how to deal with that type of a stressful thing, a stressor thing, where it didn't stress me out. I'm like, you know what? Amy's going to be cool. She's a spiritual person. She's got faith. She's going to love me no matter what. It's all good. The listeners are going to hang in there. She'll say something good about me. Um, And it didn't stress me out. It was just kind of like, well, this is is annoying. And it is a frustrating thing. But I didn't get frustrated so much where it did not. I didn't internalize it. I was able to neutralize that stressor. I was able to adapt to it. So I don't have any stress or anxiety from it. Yeah. Negatively. I used to, um, I, I worked in the automotive world for 30 years. I, um, owned, um, automotive, uh, chains and, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a very fast paced. It was, is it was a quick live facility. I had five of them. And so, and I worked in the stores and, you know, there's a lot that happens in, inside those stores. And I learned very early on in that career that I can either go with the flow and be a solution based person, you know, not living in the problem, figure out what the solution is, you know, or I could let everything get to me and I could take on, you know, those, those problems and the customers are, you know, whatever it is. Uh, So it was a really, really good learning experience for me to learn how to adapt on, you know, and know that this day is going to happen no matter what. You know, things are going to happen and the day is going to move on. And I get a choice on how I want to respond to this. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And that's what being interdirected is all about. I think I have like eight pages of my book written just on this alone, on being (sighs) interdirected and not allowing outside influences affect you internally. Well, and you know what? How do people get to that point? Because, and I'm, I'm kind of diving into other things, but I lived my life, uh, you know, for so much of my time with, well, when I'm earning X amount of money, 
I will be happy. When I live in this kind of house, I will be happy. When I have this kind of car, I'll be happy. When I have this kind of relationship, you know, win, win, win. It was all this external stuff, you know, or when things were happening, well, you know, if he or she or they wouldn't have acted or, or behaved or done whatever they did, then I would be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't realize that happiness begets success. Yes. You know? Happiness comes first. The happiest people, the most successful. And it doesn't necessarily mean wealthy, money-wise successful. Right. Right. You know, six, I define success as not getting everything you want, but wanting everything you have. Yes. And, and being content. You know, mm -hmm. I think we've gotten into the society of wanting more, 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 more. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more. But it's also you've got to enjoy that journey. You've got to enjoy exactly where you are at uh, and be happy within what, what you've been given. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. When you connect, you know, you're really successful when you know you're connected with your purpose, your passion, your paycheck. Oh, uh, you know, when you wake up and you're excited for the day and you can't wait to get your feet on the ground, that that's a good day. <laughs> that's yeah. a good life. Well, Dr. Stansler, tell us, how can people get a hold of you? How can they get on this book? Because the book's not out yet, correct? Right. The book will be out in May. So I've got lots and lots of great giveaways for your listeners. Uh, like I already mentioned one of them, you know, the digital detox for the adults and then the kids reduce screen use, which is the ebook. That's going to be phenomenal. That might, people might even like that more than the book, but I doubt it so that's what's so needed right now, but that's a gift. But we have so many other gifts that, that you have. If you just go to the website, dreamwellnessbook.com, you know, just give me your name and email address. I'll let you know whenever, when the book is going to launch. I mean, I'll even let your listeners know this now, but if they buy the book on our launch day, they'll even get the Kindle version for 99 cents. So, I love that. And so the only way I'll know to let them know when the day it's going to launch is if they give me their information. I'm not going to abuse it. People can always unsubscribe anytime. You know, people are always afraid to give out their email address. You can unsubscribe at any time. You know, that's it's not a big deal. I'm not going to give you anything that you don't want. It's like if you don't want to have you know, understanding of how to live a healthy lifestyle and raise your kids or your help with your grandkids, you unsubscribe. As soon as you find it's not relevant, you unsubscribe. But I'll make sure that I always stay true to what it is um, and what we're doing. So the, the book is, is uh, like I said, it'll be out hopefully in May, waiting to hear back from the publishers and everything else. But your readers can go there now and just start uh, accessing the free gifts. I love that. I'm so excited for the book. Um, you know, of course, we want to help out with that launch in any way uh, that we can. So make sure we're getting to dreamwellnessbook.com. And um, Brian, final words, final thoughts to, to leave our listeners with. I say that the only thing I would want to leave you with is looking at your life rather than blaming the woes in life on bad luck, bad germs and bad genes. Look at things about what are the choices you could have made and think about for your legacy, for your kids and your grandkids, what choices could they make differently that you might have made and help their lives be so much better for generations to come. That is beautiful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Amy. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one -on -one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.